Good afternoon, everybody. This is Pat Maggie at Heroes Camp on our Heroes Camp podcast. And I'm here today to continue talking about prayer. It's such an inexhaustible topic, and I'm still learning in leaps and bounds, and I'm learning by what I'm reading, and then I'm learning by execution and coming applying and putting into uh, use in the place of prayer the things I'm learning about prayer. And when I first started praying, I would pray a long time, five minutes, because I didn't know about the importance of prayer. I didn't know the depth of my soul that was to be synchronized by God and His will that I could pray for 15 minutes, and then I could pray for a half hour, and then I could pray for an hour. And then I started hearing teaching on prayer and books put into my hand on prayer. And so, and I'm still learning and buying books after 38 years of praying. I would say that I'm still uh, much more a, um intercessor now than ever, a seer, a watchman, but it's still, I'm in first grade about prayer. And because it is such an eternal equation of how earth receives help and how earth receives its type of orders, instruction, and the type of discoveries through revelation that we need in order to able to submit the will of man to the mind of God. And we can get in to position uh, as intercessors to submit ourselves to what the will is and then begin to pray that will out. And that's an acceleration in that. One thing uh, I feel is that um, people disqualify themselves from prayer uh, because of they feel insignificant. Uh, they feel like they're not righteous enough. And if you're born again and your great joy is that Jesus is taking your sins, you are a candidate for prayer and to become a intercessor. Brother Sumrall said, Dr. Lester Sumrall, who I sat under for seven years, uh, when I first became a Christian, I was before that a Catholic, and I went away from that, and then I had an encounter like the Apostle Paul, and I started serving the Lord under uh, Dr. Sumrall's gracious tutelage, and he was a great man of faith and a man of prayer and a man of deliverance, a great teacher also. Um, I wrote this down, and he was talking about it, that up in Toronto, that people were climbing stairs bare-kneed in public, uh, and three flights of stairs on their knees, and their knees would be bleeding, and they would be, uh, it was the payment for their sins. And their sin consciousness can only, you can only be gotten over by believing what Jesus did at the cross. And it is and will always be enough what Jesus Christ did at the cross. However, a lot of people have a middle ground where they continue to sin, and we do have a sin nature, and the more we walk with God, that nature begins to shift, and those things that used to bring us pleasure, the things that used to bring us great joy, they, they begin to become offendable to us now. They're, they're an offense to us, and it's our own unregenerate nature. And if we continue to go to church and not regenerate ourselves through fasting, through prayer, through worship, through meeting together, uh, small meetings and, and larger meetings, uh, and, and, and praying, then we'll be turned over to ourselves and become a reprobate. However, the middle ground is overcome only by mercy and grace, which were purchased by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And it is, it, you got to keep this in your mind and in the front of your mind because you might snap, 
You might do some things that you probably shouldn't have said or thought about, you know, and the enemy will use those things against you when it comes to a place of prayer. Well, if you're caught in a, uh, overtaken in a fault, confess it and go on down the road. But don't let anything block your prayer life. And after a while, you'll watch your step a little bit closer. But the king of kings purchases us with his own blood. What we need to do is what we should do is enter into our closet and close the door and pray in secret. No, no, don't run to the polls when the election are coming up. And I'm not saying don't vote. I said run to prayer. I'm not saying don't put your kids in college. I said go to prayer. I'm not saying that going to church is wrong. I'm saying going to prayer is better. Because you're going to get some instruction, you're going to get some correction, you're going to get some revelation, you're going to get some type of thing that comes from the master himself. It's good to have a great pastor. It's, it's great to have a great prophet. It's great to have a great apostle. I've been affiliated with people of greatness in my life that have assisted me, but nothing like the Holy Ghost. And those men, those women of God, they were filled with the Holy Ghost too. But something transpires in your prayer closet when you begin to hear God and you move out and then it goes like God said it would go. And you move in that obedience. And it's a, a, a great thing for your confidence concerning prayer. And then prayer becomes more necessary every day to you because everything else becomes a lot less necessary. True repentance doesn't start with fear of punishment rather than a true love for God. When you really love God, you will repent. Uh, you might be ashamed that you got caught and you're getting ready to get punished, but that's not necessarily repentance. Repentance has to do with love and the love that you have for God, understanding how much that he loves you and loves me. And the pure in heart will see God. It's real important as a person of prayer that I keep my heart pure. That means I'm going to have to suffer some wrong. I'm going to have to suffer some misunderstanding. I'm going to have to suffer some things that I don't necessarily want to go to, go through. But those are the things that make you a fit intercessor. The whole nature of man needs to be changed, and most of it doesn't happen in church the things that have happened in my prayer closet don't have the capacity to help in, in church. Churches can be at times prophetic and, 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 and specific, but most of the time they're in general. It's the general congregation of the righteous. But when you go into your own prayer closet, things become a lot more accurate and specific to where you are and where God wants you to be and where God is. And those things right there, when you take up on yourself, this responsibility of denying yourself, taking up the cross and following after him, then maturity will not be too far away from you and your approach will become more serious. Development and the promised land are divinely synchronized. So sometimes we go through struggles that God ordained for Job to go through a place to get to where he could get to the double. He lost everything, but at the end, he prayed for his friends, and he received a double. And he died, I believe, the Bible said, at a good old age of 140. Uh, that's pretty powerful to go through something, and God will owe no man. He'll always pay you. He'll always provide for you. He'll always promote He'll always promote you, and never when you want, but he'll never be late in doing it, neither is my testimony. 
promotion and strength, it happens over time in prayer, with your personal walk with Him. Time management, prayer, fasting, study, worship, praise, done by yourself or with a few others. Church has this place, but it's not Jesus. Jesus is Jesus, and Jesus is about God. Sometimes church is about church, and now church has become more about politics and religion and a better education. I'm probably not going to get off that until I'm released by God because I don't think people are hearing me on the way uh, in a way that they should hear us because they're sending their kids to more expensive universities and they've never taken their child to a prayer closet. They've never taken their child to a prayer meeting. And it's very difficult to take a teenager uh, to a prayer meeting. If you grow up in a Christian home, you should be taking them to a prayer meeting and you should have a prayer meeting in their bedroom before they leave to go to school in kindergarten. I want to read a scripture over in Proverbs 15. And the presence of the Lord is the thing that's going to be most needed in, in the days ahead. In the presence of the Lord, is, there's fullness of joy. But it says in Proverbs uh, 15 and in verse 13, A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but a heartache crushes the spirit. The discerning heart seeks knowledge, but the mouth of a fool feeds on folly. I'm not trying to watch what CNN is and what WSBT, WNDU, thank God for news channels, but that ain't what God is saying. I want to hear what the Lord is saying. I want to hear what my master, I want to hear what my maker, I want to hear what my creator is saying. And all the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. I'm telling you, every time I come to prayer, every time I pray, two or three times a day. I'm feasting on revelation. I'm feasting on his will that's being revealed to me. I'm feasting on good things that are going to accelerate my life to accomplish the will of God, to bring him glory, to bring him honor, uh, and to establish the good news and, and the covenant of that. Young people should respect detection. They should respect detection. It shows somebody loves them to find out they're going the wrong way. And it must be, once established that you're going the wrong way, it must be followed up with acceptance. I still love you. I still accept you. I don't honor your decisions, but I still honor you. I separate you and your decision. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. I see that so much amongst our young people. Over in Psalms uh, 16, it says, you have made known to me the path of my life, and you will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And I think in an hour where money is failing, governments are failing, everything is failing, and because the whole creation is groaning, waiting for the sons of God to manifest, the church has failed. It has failed to manifest. And there are pockets of glory in the earth, but the whole earth is filled with the knowledge and the glory of the Lord. And we must awaken to see that glory. It's already in the earth. He's not going to send it. It's in the earth realm. And if we'll fast and pray and empty ourselves, we'll move in a different power, a different wisdom, a different knowledge, a different velocity, a different wattage of light. These are the things that have happened to me over a time of prayer, and I'm, I'm, I'm very much honored that it has happened to me that way. One thing I don't do about prayer is lose my press. I don't go to prayer to go through the motion. I go to prayer 
and I exert my press. Uh, many are under the dictatorship of a routine. They did something to say that it got done, and when they did it, they did it with a routine attitude, a routine or a mediocre spirit, and really nothing at all got done. I don't know what that is, but I know that that's not healthy, and they're not growing because there's a lack of expectation. Expectation will always cause you to grow. Expectation will have you sitting on the end of the bench or the end of your chair at the game waiting for the coach to call you into the game rather than just sitting back and leaning back and have no reference point that he's going to call you into the game. This is not all our young people know. All that they know is all that someone took time to teach them, and we haven't taken much time to teach young people something. Uh, television is modeled a lot. And we've made NBA players and NFL players, and I'm not hating on them, but I'm talking about where are the parents? Walk your children. How great is it when you see your daughter or your son to take their first step, and then they take their first two or three steps or four steps, and then one day they walk after a week or two where they get their strength to walk all the way across the room without falling. And then they have their hands up in the air, and they want it. They don't even know how to say it yet. Pick me up, Mommy. Pick me up, Daddy. Why don't we model that for them, that they should do that when they're four or five years old about prayer? and take them to a place of prayer where they spend hours that they fall asleep at prayer, wake up at prayer, but they're still in the anointing. They're still around the, the Holy Spirit. They're still around the angels rather than just release them to gangster movies and release them to stuff that's filth that's on TV, that's on YouTube. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. One of Satan's most notorious, and I'll close with this, arsenal, is that God loves human doings more than he loves human beings. Maybe you're not in a position to work in a ministry or to help somebody right now. Maybe your work schedule isn't like that. But one thing is for sure, even if you can't do anything right now, he still loves you. And faith without works is dead. And, and you know, someone will say, you know, I'll show you my faith by my works. That's healthy tension that God has put in motion for us to live up to as a standard. The Son of God did not come to prove it. The Son of God came to reveal it. And it's so important to know that in Matthew 6, 6, that Jesus said that when you go into the closet, close out the world. Close out the world's perspective. Don't bring that frustration and that fear into mix with your faith. Leave that stuff on the outside. And when you go in there, pray in tongues for a while. Worship in tongues. Get you a song. Make up a song unto the Lord until the song of the Lord comes to you. I challenge you, and I'll tell you with all good spirit and good will, God will not let down a praying man. He may not deliver you when you want it delivered. He may not deliver you the way that you want to be delivered. But I'm telling you, after 38 years of prayer, the only thing that I trust in my life, with my life, and I got a great life, a great ministry, a great, everything around me is great. But I, it's great because I, I put my emphasis and all of my heart into the Lord Jesus Christ and Jehovah God through prayer. I, I challenge you to do this today, to be where you ought to be when you ought to be there and be all up in there doing what you ought to be doing. Wake up again, do it tomorrow, and call it a breakthrough. And I'm telling you, if you could discipline yourself to do that, I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. 
This is Pat Magley signing off, saying the Lord bless you. I love you, and I love America. I love this region known as Michiana, and I want to see the glory of God revealed in us and through us to a lost and dying world. Thank you for hearing my heart today.